1: This is Sarah with Birth Circle, and today I have Soraya Price with me, and we are talking about the traditional Quarantina, um, which is postpartum aftercare from the South American culture.
0: Specifically to Mexico and Central America, yeah. Super, super excited.
1: Okay, so first of all, give us some background about you and then how you got into being a Quarantina specialist. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Is that a title? <laughs> I don't know if it's I just a made title. it up. <laughs> it is now. Um, so my cultural background is um, Hispanic. My mother's family is from Mexico, and that is the culture that I was predominantly raised in in Central California. So um, it's the people and the culture that I'm most familiar with and that is near and dear to my heart. Um, but because I wasn't, brought up in Mexico, there are some things that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And so after I became a doula, I started reaching back into my heritage and trying to figure out, like, wait, why didn't I know all this? How did I miss this? <laughs> How come we didn't do this? Um, so it w- it put me on a journey to reconnect with a lot of my cultural roots.
1: And when you had babies yourself, your family wasn't doing the ceremony.
0: No. So you weren't exposed to it as? Um, not. Not the ceremony in itself of like, um, the ritual with the bathing and, and that sort of thing. Um, the closing of the bones, like that part wasn't really a part of it, but, um, I did have family that came and rallied around and was there and cooked and cleaned and I didn't have to do anything for weeks. So culturally
1: so the postpartum part, period was very respected in the, yeah in
0: your family culture. For sure. It was like, oh, you had a baby. Like we're sit down, all, sit down. sit down, don't do anything. <laughs> we're, we're coming here to take care of you. That's awesome. Yeah. My sister, um, Becca would come and with all of my kids and she does this for my sister as well. Who's the only other of the five of us that has kids, but, um, she takes a week off work and she comes and stays and takes care of all of our babies and, feeds our kids, and if there's a birthday party that needs to happen, she plans it, she, and she and does it, it. <laughs> she does all the things, and she just kind of steps into mom role and takes care of everything, and nothing falls through the cracks. She's awesome.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, in your research, you had you heard of a quarantina before? Or?
0: Um, I had heard about like certain foods that you eat and you don't eat, and there's a bath and. I kind of heard whispers of this thing, (laughs) but I didn't really know all that it entailed. I didn't know the whole process. And so it was a, it was a really fun journey to figure it all out and learn um, from talking to people and from reading books and from um, just having like interviews with people that um, still either practiced or lived in areas of Mexico where it was still practiced. It's not something that's practiced predominantly in the cities. It's more of a, country, um, practice, um, in the small pueblos and out in the rural areas, it's something that's still very much practiced where your whole community comes together and takes care of you and feeds you and Mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything for a month or so. The reason I wanted to do this is, is because I'm so
1: fascinated by how other cultures treat, the birth process and the postpartum yeah. process and not that we can go out and have, you know, go do our own quarantina because it's, it's not our culture, but just to, to understand the, the meaning and the depth of this ceremony and culture yeah. and, and find something for us in our culture that, that holds meaning.
0: Yeah. And there are so many cultures all over the world who do something very, very similar that where postpartum is really respected and the community rallies around that mama and baby and, they make the time and the space for that relationship to nurture that new relationship so that um, everybody gets a good start. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so tell us about this ceremony.
0: Um. So it's um the way that it, I practice here is a little bit different than I would if I was living in a small community because we don't really live um in those kind of small communities right. where it's accessible to be like, people's houses all day every day (laughs) um and our culture here in america doesn't really allow for that but um the way that i practice here is that i visit my moms um once a week uh for five weeks and um in those during those visits i we do the whole um like ritual practice which starts out with just clearing the room of energy so there's usually some incense that's burned um just kind of clearing things and making sure that the room is cleared of anything like yes. bad it just feel safe yeah so and- it's safe it's just setting intention and creating safety in that space it's usually done in the mom's home um i would i wouldn't want them to come to me cuz that would be so it wouldn't be so home <laughs> yeah so um i go into their homes and kind of help them we turn the blinds down we make it warm and cozy very similar to setting up for A birth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, the moms have the option of doing a full-on herb bath um, with specific um, herbs or doing a foot bath. And a lot of my moms will just let me know the day before, like, hey, I want a a full bath or I just want a foot bath and I'll just prep for that. And then they can change it up every week, whatever they're in the mood for. Because really this is about making the mom feel Um, cared for and nurtured and mothered and held and safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wouldn't want to do anything that she didn't want to do.
1: And do you, do you involve her family members in this? If, if she
0: has family that wants to come and participate, especially like sisters or mothers who want to be there to help with that, absolutely. Um, This is a kind of a female ritual. And so I don't I haven't had any guys participate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but you know, I I saw I saw you do
1: one a, a smaller one for someone and the dad was watching. Yes. kind of holding space. It was Yeah.
0: You know. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. If that's what that mom needs and she needs that daddy close by all means. Mhm. He can be close by. Um they're really dads are really great at holding babies. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of times the dads will just take baby and be in charge for a little bit, um, and then once they're out of the bath, um, we pick some oils that that's their well, you know their chosen scent like essential oils. Yeah, usually an essential oil, and we give their hands a little rub and their feet a little rub. And you know, rub the top of their head. That sounds dreamy. <laughs> It's the so. afternoon. It's nice and warm in this room. I'm just gonna go with you there. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. you just really like pamper mm-hmm. that mama, and in and in that process, she has that time and space to to speak whatever's on her heart, whatever's on her mind. Oh wow! And a lot of so times, she probably gets to open up. And yeah, there's a lot of sharing of like what went on that week, or how the baby didn't sleep that night, or how her nipples hurt. <laughs> You know, There's a lot of talk about that. <laughs> you know, just all that postpartum and all the stuff. And other things that hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all that postpartum stuff that's, that a lot of times you just keep bottled up. Yeah. And just an opportunity to let it out. Um, and then from there, um, I have the floor prepared with um, rebozos and usually a cushion and a pillow. And rebozos are? They're, le- they're <laughs> a handmade <laughs> cloth, um, usually about the shape and size of like an oversized shawl mm-hmm. um, and they're traditionally used for all, for lots of things in, in Mexico and in the Mexican tradition but specifically here we're using them for um, loosening up muscles and kind of giving it a little bit of a stretch and then for binding and, and pulling things in postpartum. So I'll have um, four of those laid out across the floor with Um, cushions underneath. Like, I use a yoga mat and a really thick, cushy blanket and a fur rug (laughs) because I just want it to feel really soft and grounded too. Yeah, you're on the ground. Uh And so, um, then we'll have mom lay down and, um, and we'll, I'll do a little bit of shaking on her hips and her neck and her feet and just kind of help her body, like all of her muscles, relax and, and sift and shift back into where they need to be because things get out of whack when you give birth. Yeah. Or <laughs> I mean, even when you're pregnant, your body's shifting and moving so much in nine months that just kind of encouraging things to go back.
1: So you're not like a chiropractor or a
0: massage therapist, no. but you're
1: doing, you're doing things that just kind of encourage the yeah. body to kind of shift back into a, a relaxed state. Neutral so like state. yeah, Neutral state. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Something that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. And then um, from there, we do um, a binding. So the ribosos are tied over the head and eyes, um, at the shoulders, at the hips, and at the feet. And then another blanket is placed over Mom, and she's just allowed, given time to be quiet, (laughs) to think, or to sleep for a few minutes. Well, and
1: and this is um, the first time I saw this done, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I, that woman must hate being bound. But as I've seen it happen more and more, even if you feel, because it's not a binding, like you're not wrapped up like a mummy. You're, you're just kind of, you wrap the feet so the feet feel nice and, and cozy. And yeah. then you wrap the hips so you have this pressure on your hips.
0: Kind it's of like a hung.
1: Like a big hug. Yeah. yeah. And then your arms, you can have them, you can have them to your side. You can have them cross your chest, mommy mm-hmm. style. And then that that's wrapped. Your shoulders are wrapped. And then your eyes, your head is wrapped and your eyes are covered, but not, yeah. not tightly. And it just creates, and then you put this nice warm blanket across. Yeah. And then it just creates this like space where you can just,
0: just be, mm-hmm. just be. And I don't say anything. Um, If mom feels like talking, she can. But most of the time, it's just a quiet, reflective time. And when they're ready, they let me know, and I handbind. And we have, there's a specific tea that I make with traditional herbs, and we sip tea, and there are certain foods, so depending on the week, depends on what kind of food I bring. They're all soup, bone broth-based soups. Um, so depending on which week it is, depends on what kind of food I bring.
1: So this... this um. This ritual, it can be just you and the mom, or it mm-hmm. can be you and a gathering, right?
0: Right, and traditionally, you would have your whole neighborhood.
1: Your, know? <laughs> your. So, so, while the woman's bound and she's quiet, what do what does everybody else in the group do?
0: Well, it would depend on how many people you had there. So, if cooking needs to be done, cooking is done. If tidying needs to be done, you know, if you need to clean up after the herb bath or whatever. But there will at least be a couple people sitting there holding space, just being still mm-hmm. and having a hand on on mom so she doesn't feel alone is really important. Mm-hmm. So, um, but most of the time they're just it's just quiet. <laughs> it's just quiet.
1: And then well, when she's done being bound, then you um unbind and then you have this tea.
0: Yeah, and you process, and a lot of things come up for for moms, things that they haven't allowed time and space to think about or to address or so it just yeah because that quiet and that supportive
1: environment will kind of bring things to the surface Mm -hmm. of the mind and then she can and then she's surrounded by people who love her so
0: yeah so she's very held in a safe place where she can just kind of talk out whatever worry or fear or excitement or anything that just she just hasn't had a chance to say or even to think of because Giving birth and having a new baby is crazy. It's chaotic. There's so much yeah, going on. Yeah, it's probably the
1: quietest she's been. Since. <laughs> yeah. So, is there, um, is there a physical reason
0: that the binding? Yeah. So, in the Mexican tradition, which is what I can speak to, but I know that there are um, so other com- cultures within like Central and South America that practice a very very similar thing. But um, what I can speak to is that there is that point in your labor where you feel like you are completely outside of your body. And I, th- and I think most moms that have given birth can relate <laughs> to that <laughs> yep. feeling. And to explain that, um, they literally feel that the mother's soul leaves the body in order for the child's soul to come, become earthbound. And so um, because the mother's soul has exited the body and is existing near the body, but not in the body, the soul needs to be called back in and placed back in, and so the part, uh, the binding part of the ritual is getting the soul to come back in to and the body so and to stay to stay put.
1: Because honestly, those first couple of weeks of newborn land, you kind of feel like
0: an out of body experience, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you just tie you up and put it all back together. And <laughs> yeah, and and we do this repeatedly over. So she's getting this same ritual. Oh, every time you come. Every time I come ah. for five weeks, because it takes time. It took time to grow a baby. It took time to birth a baby, and now it's going to take time to put you back in your body. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. And that's one thing our I think that our Americanized culture doesn't allow for is time.
1: It's well, just the time I to I heard take. somebody calling it the fourth trimester because mm-hmm. really the only reason that little squid was born is because get, leave any more time and the head would be too big to be born. But they're really not yeah. Ready to be born. They're still fetuses. They're, they're still, just babies. They're just, yeah, they're just little slugs. Yeah. And so that for, that fourth trimester, those first three months, you are acting as your placenta, which, bless the placenta. I know, right? <laughs> just so at, much work. You're a human <laughs> placenta. And, yeah. and it can feel just really draining because you're just at the whim of this tiny little slug thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love those slugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just having the time and that space to... To slowly integrate, and but you're integrating a whole nother human into your life as well. Like that baby. Anyone who's had a baby knows they come with their own personalities, their own desires, their own thoughts. And you have no, to get to know no, them. My
1: children. nope <laughs> I, I, I completely <laughs> had them. You know, yeah, help us.
0: Uh, yeah. So you have to get to know them, and this allows you time and space. To do that, when you're practicing this kind of um, care and taking those forty days to stay home, to to allow others to care for you, to have that community support, where you have that plan um, of people bringing you meals for forty days, you sh- don't be cooking. Take the forty days. But what if mother-in-law comes over? Then you have to play hostess. Don't be hostess. But you have to. Your bathrooms are filthy. Give her to tell her to clean it. <laughs> She wants to just be there. She can help out. Playing devil's advocate, here. yeah. And so I, 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 think that we haven't taught the women. In, I was gonna say. I think it's a culture. cultural problem because they come sure. and they want to quote
1: help, but really they want just to snuggle baby, and they don't, they don't yeah. think laundry. So it's like what your sister does. She mm-hmm. comes over and she runs the ship. We don't yeah. normally
0: expect that in our culture. No, I don't get out of bed when my sister's there. She is. I mean, I shower. I get up to take a shower. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, <laughs> but mostly I just snuggle the baby and like lounge from in my bed in the couch and she takes care of food and laundry. And, and
1: what a difference that makes in recovery.
0: Oh my goodness. I mean, and it's not just my sister who comes, my mom comes, my mother-in-law comes and all of them. So I, ha- David takes a week off work. I have a good five yeah. to six weeks of people that come for a week at a time and they just run the show. I don't do my
1: anything. my mom does that. She she somehow she figured this out. Yeah, and she'll come and she'll d- yeah do everything and, but she'll do a week. And with my last baby, with my postpartum, I was like, Mom, I need two weeks. Yeah, and she's like, Why would you? Do that? I was like, No, just for my mental health. Please mm-hmm. give me two weeks, and it would made the biggest
0: difference. It's huge. It's, it's huge. huge it's huge. In places that um, practice culturally, practice these traditions of. Lying in and allowing their community to take care of them, um, the rates of postpartum de- depression are very, very low, because th- because they're being held, because they're being checked on, mm-hmm. because they're being allowed to have feelings. <laughs> and, no, no and emotions. feelings. It's all about the baby. It's <laughs> so, also it's also a hormonal event
1: to have a mm-hmm, baby, and for and sure, you're healing not just physically, but you're healing hormonally. Your uh-huh. body has to come back to. Itself, and- right,
0: and a lot of the herbs that we use, um, the traditional herbs that are used in this process, help support that, you know, liver, de- liver, detoxing, and that hormone balancing, and all of those things that you want postpartum to help your body heal more, more efficiently. Mm-hmm. That so that your body supported. All of these things are helpful in that process. Yeah bleeding, lactation, mm-hmm. all of those
1: things, Bowels. Mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why we expect our moms to just pick up and go back to work after some some people only get 2 weeks. It's horrible. Like,
0: it's absolutely horrible.
1: Yeah. It's not it's I not fair. barely still walk at 2 weeks. Yeah. And it's, I had great births.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't, I couldn't imagine having to go back to my full life that quickly. Yeah. I don't know what that would have done to me. <laughs>
1: well, so um, so the tea. I just want to make sure we don't miss any part mm-hmm. of the ceremony. So you have the tea and the the processing time. Yeah. And then
0: is there anything? So we tea and we process, and I leave whatever food isn't finished stays, and I refill her her jar of herbs, um, so she can have them for the week. And
1: and what does she do with the herbs? Teas baths
0: teas. He's yeah so I refill the tea, and she can sip it all week so um,
1: I've heard of belly binding mm-hmm. um but this is different than belly binding.
0: No, this is different, and there is um something that that i I do offer belly binding because it's in adjacent to, to this um and there is something called the faha, which is a type of bind um that is used to kind of just support the hips and and the belly as it heals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a piece of cloth that's about four and a half yards long, um, and about, I want to say like 10 inches wide, mm-hmm. maybe 12. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and you just use it to wrap around a couple of times. And, and that is the
1: mummy hold, like that you are wrapping pretty tight.
0: Um, well for, for the faha, it's not a tight bind. It's a oh, gentle, okay. because everything about this process is... Is gentle. We want to be gentle. We don't want anything to be too tight. We don't yeah, want it to be forced.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is because I just want to make the separation when they say yeah. belly binding. They're talking about the really so th- a tight lot of wrapping.
0: Yeah, a lot of times when you hear belly binding, you think of the Bangkok bind, which is yeah. traditional to Malaysia, um, and uh, that is a very um, tight, almost corset-like bind yeah. mm-hmm. um, from the hips to just below the bust line. Um, and that takes 15 yards of fabric. And ah. it's wrapped and knotted and wrapped and knotted and wrapped and knotted. Um, some people request that in lieu of the faha, mostly because I think people don't understand what the faha is. And I try to help people understand um, and be educated as to um, th- this is just really a better, like I think it's a better option mm-hmm. <laughs> because it goes with the whole process a little bit better. And traditionally if it's, it's appropriate, but um, it. Um, it's just gentle, and that's the whole point of the quadrantina care is to is to be gentle and nourishing and supportive, mm-hmm. and to have something um, so corseted <laughs> it seems yeah. seems almost the opposite of that. Yeah, but totally. every culture is different. I know Japan has something very similar. I forget what it's called, what the name of their bind is, which is kind of a, a mix between the two of mm-hmm. um, the faha and the binkang bind, um, and so. Uh, you know, and I th- I think Afri- somewhere there's some African nations that also have something similar. So that you see it all over the world. Yeah. Um, and I think it really stems from that need to like feel supported post birth because yeah. you feel all like the
1: guts. I remember the first time <laughs> I stood up, I was like, nobody tells you about this. Yeah, it feels I like you're.
0: Like- Stomach is falling out the it, front, it's and the weirdest sensation.
1: <laughs> so, all you first read first time mamas out there, it is the weirdest sensation. Yeah. Because, so, in the movies, you know, they all perk right up, but no, you look five months pregnant for at least a few weeks. Yeah, for sure, because everything's stretched out. So, to feel my stomach like leaning against my belly button, like it's just,
0: it's just the wrong feeling. <laughs> it's not wrong it's just different and it was something you weren't prepared no, for no wrong
1: <laughs> just kidding i mean it was, i wasn't prepared and then no. later babies i was like oh here we go you know just gotta hold the belly way go to the bathroom or whatever but yeah so so the faha is it's um a gentle bind just more of a supportive yeah. bind mm-hmm. not a tight tight corset bind
0: right and the point is to it's not to like shape you back into your postpartum body. The point is to support your body yeah, in its
1: healing process. I don't process. think that's the p- purpose of the tight bind either. I think it is also still to like bring those muscles together. I don't know. We'll have to bring somebody in. On yeah. That. I, I've heard you talk about um, warming. Like things mm-hmm. have to be warming. The herbs have to be warming and the food has to be warming. And I'm like, can't yeah. you just like stick it in the microwave? Does that mean warm? So what uh, do you mean by warming?
0: So um, in, uh, in this tradition, healing, Tissue, Warm tissue is healing tissue, so warming the body, the whole point of bathing in a warm bath, and the herbs that are used are traditionally a little bit warming to the body and the food that we give the give our mamas that cayenne our, pepper <laughs> no 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 you don't want spicy as a oh, matter of okay. fact that's one of the things that you there's a whole list of foods that you can't eat nothing nothing greasy or fried no beef no Wait, pork what you eat? <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no um you want things there's like, like very certain foods that you just don't eat nothing too acidic so no tomatoes no citrus like, even oh, though those are healthy foods, yeah, they're too acidic for the body post-birth. So there there are certain foods that we don't eat post-birth, and there are certain foods that we do eat. And um, things like oats. Um, mm, excuse me, there's a drink um, called a tole de avina, which is like an oatmeal drink. Um, and it's a great, like, especially right away post baby like within the first few minutes it's a great first food for mom Mm -hmm. because it has that um, long time energy of the oatmeal the oats also help to bring in your milk and really yeah so oats you'll see in like all of the lactation cookies you'll always see it has like an oatmeal base or an oat base that's because oats are really great to that support lactation and then it's made with um seal, which is like a natural raw sugar from Mexico, it comes in a cone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, cinnamon. And cinnamon is a blood sugar stabilizer. So if your sugars are too low or if your sugars are too high, it'll even it out. And so when you are post anything strenuous, your sugars can get a little wonky. And so this helps you get that long-sustaining and even-sugared mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so yummy and warm Oh, And it's made, with whole, me. It's made with whole <laughs> milk. So like whole, full fat. So you've got that good, healthy fat and you've got your oats and you've got a little bit of cinnamon. It's so yummy. It's so good. I actually thought about making some today because it was so cold.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Just recipe oatmeal and then the, palent- The what do you call that? Palencio. Palencio. I know my kids get in just like gnaw on the entire thing. I'm like, that can't be a good idea. And then <laughs> cinnamon and whole milk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's so good. Or you know, you could do half and half of whipping cream if you so desired.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you could.
1: Yeah. Cool. And then what kind of um what kind of other like soups you said bone broth.
0: So everything starts with a bone broth base. So the very like the very first week, um, bone broth and avocado and um and an egg. That's your that's your meal.
1: That's very filling.
0: Yeah, but you've got those really good healthy fats, mm-hmm. and you've got. Such great healing properties in the bone broth that—that's really all you need.
1: Very cool. Yeah,
0: so it just builds from there.
1: So, um, you leave her with food, and mm-hmm. then you'll come back another the next week. The next and do week, the same thing, mm-hmm. and then at the end, she feels like a cared-for little package.
0: Yeah, and I don't have a time limit. Um, it takes however long it takes. And can you do this? Um,
1: If you've had a traumatic birth years ago, can you do this and can it be of benefit?
0: Absolutely. Because have you put your soul back in? Right? Yeah. I guess it can feel like a big
1: disconnect when you have a baby that sometimes it doesn't all come back together.
0: Right. And there's no limit. I mean, if your soul hasn't been put back in, then it's still out. So. (laughs) Let's get that fixed. <laughs> and where's the evidence base?
1: <laughs> I mean, nobody, that's what it feels like. What it it feels really does like. feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to come back into oneself. I know it happens Maybe. after I'm done nursing and I'm like, oh,
0: there's my head. Oh, there I am. There, there we go. Yeah. So it's just kind of helping that mom get to that, get to that point a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. But really, if you've had any kind of, of birth, you know traumatic or not yeah and you feel like this would be a beneficial thing do it yeah absolutely do it there's no we're all postpartum yeah if you've had a baby you're postpartum (laughs) and it doesn't mean if you're I mean my baby my oldest baby is 19 years and I'm still postpartum Postpartum. (laughs) well I was
1: I was joking with somebody this morning about how like there's a half-life to mama's brain every time she gives birth it's half the brain gone so it never gets down to fully zero but we're working on like less than a cylinder i don't know um but but yeah we are pregnancy birth changes you physiologically mm-hmm. the rest of your life i mean they not to get all weird but or or scientific too scientific but they they have actually shown that um babies baby cells babies dna mm-hmm. cell cells they are circulating in mom's body for the rest of her life yeah so you have this i mean you just can't can't deny the fact that you had a
0: booba <laughs> yeah and you're completely changed you once you've Once you've had a child, you're completely changed. And the next time you have a child, you're changed yet again. Do you remember the first time... Well, I remember the second baby. Did you you think,
1: like, how could I love this second baby? Like, how could I love even more? I remember thinking, well, this poor little kid, he's just not going to... I don't know how I could love anything more. (laughs) And then he was born, and all of a sudden the love was there. Yeah, I had... That That multiplies. The brain goes down. (laughs) The love (laughs) increases.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, No, I haven't personally ever experienced that particular thought, but um, I know a lot of people do. And it's a concern for a lot of people, but um, I don't know. I think I, (laughs) I, I grew up with a mom who always loved all of us, so... I figured if she could do it, I could do it.
1: Well, my mom did too, but I, don't I just, know. I just remember thinking like, first of all, why did I do this to myself um, again? <laughs> <laughs> and then I continued two more times, but no, it's good. Um, yeah, but just, just, uh, increasing that love and also self
0: love yeah. too. Oh, for sure.
1: Like you will love this little human, but also i realized that mama needs to be loved too. And absolutely. And I'm like a bucket. If my, if my bucket is full, then I have mm. more to share with the little munchkins. So, yeah. um, so we've talked about the cultural, the quarantina practice. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about as the American culture, what, um, what kind of postpartum care can we plan and what kind of rituals can we create for
0: ourselves? For sure. I think making sure that you have someone assigned before this baby comes to do the laundry, to bring the meals, to clean the house, to... Hold the baby so you can take a shower. Who's going to do all those things?
1: Oh, I've seen those little tongue-in-cheek things you, you're supposed to put on the door. It says if you come in, you've got to either you know, fold yeah. laundry or whatever. Yeah, even
0: take that one more step and make that an assignment. Say, hey, mom-in-law, you're going to be here this week. Your job is it's to do X, Y, and Z.
1: And if you don't, I will actually know that you didn't because yeah. we've had this discussion.
0: Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean... and It's so hard to ask for help. That's what I'm saying. It's just well, our it's culture is... For sure, but I think that if... But we have so many people in our culture that always say, just let me know what you need. That's the problem. Okay. So everyone say, yeah, say what you need.
1: I need a casserole every day at five o'clock.
0: That's right. Do it. Yep. Talk to, talk, talk to anybody who's ever in your life said, just let me know what you need. I'm happy to help. I'd love to help.
1: I need my windows cleaned.
0: Yeah. Tell them, (laughs) give them an assignment. Yeah. Because they're not saying that. I've never said that to someone and, and not meant it. Not meant it. But
1: then actually, you know what? This brings up another point. If you say it and they don't do it, then, I mean, right. I wouldn't get mad at them. <laughs> no. I think we have just kind of like this little passive, you know, like, oh, I asked her to bring me casseroles and she didn't. So she must not love me. Just Aww. not get in that space, I guess. Yeah. No. It's so hard because you don't want to be turned down. You want to ask yeah. for help. And then if somebody like, it's almost like you fear, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but it's, mm. it's like asking for help. It's putting yourself in kind of a vulnerable position. Because if sure. don't, they don't follow through, then you've looked forward to this.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully you've surrounded yourself with people in your community that are going to follow through, that have a track record of following through. You yeah. know, the people who pick up your kids from carpool or, you know,
1: I've seen Facebook's groups created where somebody takes it upon themselves to schedule everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just a member of the Facebook group and I get told what night to bring dinner. And I love that too. The coordination. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, if that's the way you want to go. Well, I then mean, I've just, I've been th- in groups where that. Yeah, no, needed. I think that's great. I think that anytime you are intentional with your postpartum care and you have a plan that is so much better than being like, no, well, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't or, need a plan. I'm well, just, just going to wing it. about the birth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You make all these preparations for the birth and then the postpartum hits and you've got things
0: leaking out of all the orifices and you're
1: yeah. oh, I do.
0: And, and you're still in that fourth trimester. You haven't, you're not done growing a baby yet. Yep.
1: So let's just talk about some rituals that you've seen that that women have used um, for self-care. And, and this is not like a, a cultural practice. This is just... Um and some people get worried about the word ritual. I'm not talking about, you know, praying to the no, the, the golden calf, but it's <laughs> it's just ritual is a way to put your body into um a feeling of calm because it knows what to expect. Right. And so when you do
0: self-care it's crea- ritual, it's Yeah, it's like creating it's creating a, an intentional habit um where y- where you're allowing um either spiritual connection or um Mental connection or or physical healing. Like the, all of those things can be considered a ritual. You know, when you have that intentional process set aside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. For some people, it's getting up and going for a run in every morning. Yeah, That's their ritual.
1: That's great. It's a great thing to do. And then you need a, somebody to hold your baby so you can go
0: for a run and no <laughs> yeah, guilt. Yeah, No guilt. So, you know. Um, or shower, um, baths. You yeah. can do. I have a lot of people who just purchase the bath herbs and that's their ritual. They make themselves a the tea. Yeah, they, <laughs> they have... They put themselves in a tea. <laughs> they, they have a bath and, mm-hmm. and that's what they do every day just to kind of mentally reset and create time and space for themselves and we all need to do that we can't like you were saying before give from an empty bucket yeah can't
1: <laughs> i remember i would just give myself basically unlimited reading time when my baby is nursing like guilt-free i would just say if baby nursing i get to read there you go that's a that's a guilty pleasure because we were running businesses and you know like, <laughs> life is crazy and there were little toddlers but but that was something that i gave myself the later babies <laughs> yeah just the opportunity to read.
0: Well, you you learned that you needed that, you needed yeah. that time, yep. that time.
1: But jog doesn't. Jogging doesn't sound good to me. It doesn't to me so either. But is, some people do that, think that's a fun thing. <laughs> I know, weird. Just kidding. No judging. No judging. Uh, no. But really, it's, it's all about finding what
0: is for you. Absolutely. And I think I think that if you create something intentional, just like we create an intentional birth plan or we plan for a wedding, you need to plan for your postpartum care. And so let's, let's make a plan. Let's Mm -hmm. figure out who's going to do those things and how you can be supported by the people that love you and want to help you because Mm -hmm. they do, because they love you. Yep. And so let's give them assignments and let's make time for ourselves and, and say, okay, I need, if that's hiring someone to come hold baby so that you can shower or hiring someone to come watch the little kids or setting up play dates so that they're, very busy I mean, sometimes you can trade for these things absolutely like
1: if you're a good um seamstress or if you're good you know cook you could trade for these services with your community yeah
0: absolutely absolutely yeah. but having that i think what's really key is having an intentional plan to be as still as you can for 40 days <laughs> And for some, people, on that forty-first day, back to work. <laughs> no, just kidding. But just kidding. Um, but just being intentional to take that time because you need to heal. It took you nine months to grow yeah. this human. Giving yourself forty days to just recover from growing a human mm-hmm. and birthing a human. I think that's really good for the baby too. Yeah. Well, they- and you get to know baby. You get just you get that time and space to establish routines to. Get to know this personality and see how they're going to fit in to your family and into your marital relationship. That's a whole other. Oh yeah, that's that's (laughs) a whole other thing. (laughs) You know, yeah. How are we going to fit everyone together and make sure that everyone's needs are getting met? Well, we got to make time to figure that out Mm because you're not going to know. You're just not going to know until you take the time to be intentional to figure it out. What about um, the partner's postpartum period? Yeah, I think it's good to have a plan for them too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are they gonna? My need- plan was he got to hold the crying baby. That was there you plan. go. <laughs> my husband was really great about taking one of the night shifts. One so of the night shifts. Yeah. He would get up and feed whatever baby it was with a bottle.
1: <laughs> there were so many of them.
0: <laughs> There's only five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you got into a routine after. But five. we had
0: we had a routine. We did too. And,
1: we did too. and my husband is profoundly deaf, so it, it's very convenient when the baby's screaming, he goes to the person so, who can't hear it. It's not so convenient in the middle of the night <laughs> because he doesn't wake up to anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, that, that made a big difference for me yeah. that we haven't had an agreement. I did, I did 97. Per, I didn't pump with the last two. And so I did yeah. all the breastfeeding and pretty much all of the, you know, sleeping and putting down, but he would do diapers and yeah. he would do colicky times. And that made all the difference. Yeah.
0: David, um, Did For us, he did a lot of the baths and still does (laughs) with our little ones that are still. He's like, okay, it's baths. Everybody go. Daddy does baths. Yeah. That's fun. Which is great because then I get like, he also does, he still does bedtime routine. And so whatever that is. Well, that's
1: really cool because you can establish that in the postpartum period and then the babies have this connection to their other
0: parent or their parent yeah yeah and so for us that works out great you know it's usually post-dinner and I've I've usually cooked dinner I mean not in the postpartum time but the rest of the time yeah <laughs> and I still get that like okay dinner's done and it's been tidied and daddy's now taking over and I don't have to do
1: anything <laughs> yeah, just creates a really good balance, and this can happen even if you're not in a domestic partnership. You can no. still make these these things with your friends and your yeah um, th- those that surround you because there's always more than just you that loves that baby.
0: Absolutely. So finding the people who mm-hmm. love that baby and getting them to rally and create those routines and taking the time to figure out what that's going to look like for you and mm-hmm. your and your household. It's going to look different in every house. Every house. What works for me is not going to work for you. And that's totally fine, right? But making the time and space to figure out what is going to work for you is so oh, key. It's so key. Can we
1: say that again fifty times for the next. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, that's, and I am um, hear so much guilt about what a mom feels like should be acceptable, and it's not in agreement with what she feels like she needs. And then there's just this ton of guilt, like
0: yeah.
1: Oh, the, I I went to back to work right after my babies were born partly out of necessity when they were bitty and then, um, the first couple and then out of habit for the later ones. But I felt yeah. like I was a better mom if I could work and that caused me so much, Yeah. so much guilt. Yeah. But, but that worked for me. And so yeah. I think other two, like, um, postpartum I remember once after one baby my friend's like you just need to get out let's just get out into the sunshine yes vitamin d is a great thing getting out in fresh air is a good thing but I remember having so much of a panic about yeah. getting out and then I later I asked her about it she's like well I can't imagine being cooped up in a house and I was like then we should get you out when you have a baby we should definitely get yeah. you out let's take you to outings let's let's you yeah. out but for me like that wasn't what you needed yeah but I didn't know yeah. I didn't have a piece of like I don't know. I couldn't think. I can barely think in a straight line now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's and that's why setting these things up before you're in that postpartum hormonal haze mm-hmm. is really key. Setting them up while before that baby even gets there is so important to have that assign time like hey for 40 days we're going to stay home and for 40 days we're going to someone's going to cook and for 40 days whoever is going to do the laundry and for 40 days we're going to have a nanny and for 40 like and here are the visiting <laughs> rules yeah and here are the when visiting we rules. accept visitors
1: <laughs> Yeah, some, some moms they'll want to be quiet with the baby for a day or two before they let family come in and Absolutely. Other, others are just like I, I want my family right now i want all my aunts and uncles right now
0: yeah And and knowing that about yourself, Mm -hmm. and knowing that even if you have a plan and adjustments need to be made, that's okay. No, gotta stick to the plan. (laughs) But (laughs) having but having that framework game. But having that framework to lean back on when you're mentally exhausted because baby hasn't slept in twelve hours. Well, and it's also (laughs)
1: that your support team, your partner, and your mother and your mother-in-law, they can look at this plan that you had and say, "Oh, you mentioned that you might, you know, would like to go to church on Sunday," and it's it's. Sunday morning. How are you feeling yeah, about do church? Do we want to do church? Do we want to do church? And sometimes you no. do, but the thought of doing it is just exhausting. And so, just no. having that support. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to
0: do church postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna stay home. Just stay home. Especially if you have a baby in the winter and you, know, yes. you don't want everybody
1: to kiss your baby. Yeah,
0: I've had two December babies. <laughs> yeah, we don't go anywhere for months. <laughs> yeah, just because it's just so dangerous with the yeah. cold, with the cold air, and with all the germs and.
1: Yeah. yeah. We live where the air hurts our face. Yes. <laughs> it makes our bugs smaller. So there's that balance.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to give, <laughs> you know. give and take wherever you there's are. There's no crocodiles <laughs>
1: at my door. So there's that. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. So um, you can actually just search postpartum plan online. Yeah. And you can, it's like a birth plan. There's this whole crop of people. Um, creating these templates
0: yeah there's some great ones there's paid ones there's free ones yeah and just google it and you'll find all sorts of like options for yeah. postpartum plans and you can just you don't have to use one that's already pre-made either look at those as inspiration and make up what works for you. You can ask
1: your friends, um, how much did you like to sleep? Because that's the thing, yeah. especially with the first one, you don't know what it is. You can yeah. ask your friends, how much did you like find yourself sleeping? And did you actually sleep when baby slept? Or did you take that opportunity to shower and clean? Mm-hmm. And, and did you just ask lots and lots of questions of postpartum yeah. women? And you might get a lot of like, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't
1: know. But it just gives you kind of a, an
0: idea of like what? a jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's always better than jumping into a blind.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. And have everything in the house, like have all of your, all of your supplies there. So you don't have yeah. to go out. Mm-hmm. Even if you like create a shopping list. Okay. Baby comes home. You well, need to go to the store and get this, that, 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 So we have it on.
0: Yeah, and nowadays I didn't have this one. I had babies. We're but so old. We have you know, like the those delivery services or um what is those the car pickup where you can mm-hmm. just order your groceries. These newfangled technologies just, <laughs> This is so great I'm for the postpartum mom. You can make your list, do all your ordering and have Dad, partner, whoever, that's go pick true. it up. You don't even have to leave your house. And
1: people can send you dinner with Uber yes. Eats.
0: Yes, or or whatever. DoorDash, post- yeah, whatever.
1: we're not <laughs> like, we're not sponsored by <laughs> but
0: No, yeah. but there's so many options for food delivery. Like yeah. you really don't have to go out. And if that's what you're going to use, if if you don't have that kind of community that can bring you dinner for 40 days, and you need to not cook for 40 days, mm-hmm. use what's available and budget for that. Yeah. I mean, you budgeted for the baby carrier and uh, well, that's wipe warmer. The babies and are
1: actually pretty darn cheap at the very beginning. At the very beginning, all you need are just those diapers. Just don't, don't, get in, don't get me started on the braces, and the <laughs> new bicycles and the band <laughs> yeah. uniforms. Don't even get me
0: started. But the babies, like babies are super simple. Yeah, they are. And we have a lot of fluff that goes in with yeah. newborn care, but, but, you know budget for your postpartum time and budget yep. for those meals if you don't have the community to bring them to you mm-hmm.
1: or freezer meal you can do it yourself too. oh yeah and
0: freezer meal it up you know that
1: time right before you give a birth and everything has to be cleaned all right now and you have this huge and you're super nesty <laughs> yeah i think that's nature's way of telling us to get ready for yeah. nesting like yeah make yourself some freezer meals and you know yeah. if you don't believe in freezer meals and go to costco
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stock, stock up. Yep. Do whatever it is that you have to do, so that you don't. There, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to do it, so that you can just heal and rest yeah. and process and bond with this new person.
1: I we have talked over and over the same thing. I just feel like we could seriously just say it over and over again. With the amount of guilt that I hear from my friends, from my clients, just mm-hmm. the postpartum period is special.
0: Yeah, it needs
1: to be respected. If you get anything from this rambling of this episode for the last <laughs> twenty minutes, <laughs> is that please, please just feel validated that you
0: can do this, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And every every mama deserves that time, that sacred time and space to connect, reconnect with herself, and and to connect and build a bond with this new person in her in her life. Yeah, let not let's not you know jump all over that time let's let's give the time yeah we can we can do that we don't have to be in such a hurry there's nothing there's absolutely nothing in the world that says you have to you know jump back into it
1: <laughs> yeah well no there is one have to you have to take care of yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> you yes. have to watch out for yourself
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah and and let's let's allow all the people that love you mm-hmm there are people that love you let's yep. allow all the people that love you to do that and to love, love baby. to love on you and love on that baby and to love mm-hmm. on that new relationship let's allow people to do that let's stop being afraid of asking for help yes <laughs> let's go back to living in our little village hut and having everyone help because mm-hmm. that's that's what we need yeah we live so insular now and so separate and so far apart mm-hmm. that our souls are calling out for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're traditionally moms and mother-in-laws would t- and sisters would take care mm-hmm. of this. We're living states apart. Yeah. So friends feel like you can step in. Just step yeah. in and into those parts. Absolutely. And you won't ah, you won't regret it. To step into the sister role mm. or the mom role, it's just so fulfilling.
0: I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love when people hire me to come do the do Quarantino for them and to share, one, to share my culture with them, but two, to kind of just like love love and mother on them. I I absolutely love it. I feel so fulfilled and so honored and blessed to be allowed into that space and time that is so fleeting and short yeah. um, and to witness those moms and babies. um, create this relationship and this magic that happens in those first few days and weeks of this new relationship. It's so honoring and so humbling and so such a blessing to my life. I absolutely love doing it. So So
1: I know you don't have national services, but where can people (laughs) read more about you or find out more about Quarantina? Do you have it on your site?
0: Um, I do have it on my Facebook, um, which is I don't know. Hard to hard to hands doula's doula services. Um, and then um, I'm trying to work on a website, guys. I'm just <laughs> really bad at technology. <laughs> I'm and working on. By the on time it. you listen to this episode, <laughs> and she has
1: a website, shoot her a message and tell her how proud you are of her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there are people um, all over, I own in North America, and even all the way up into Canada that that offer this. Quarantine care and in their practices, you'll find it more prevalent in like states that border. Yeah, will you Mexico spell it? Spell it for Google. C U R. Hold on, I. C-U-R- I need to write, write it out. I am really bad at. <laughs> well, it starts with audit- a C.
1: That's the thing is, I had to yeah. Google it, and it's C-U- C-U-A-R-I-T-I-N-A, I think is how yeah. Google will help you if you just at least start with a C. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, or even if you type in. Um, uh, postpartum Mexican 40 days. And it comes from the word com-
1: quarantine.
0: Uh, uh, and the right? number 40. 40. Oh, cuarenta. Oh. Yeah. So, quarenta is, but it also sounds like quarantine. So, oh, okay. I,
1: in my Googling, I was like, oh, for- <laughs> it means quarantine. That doesn't sound so great, but kind of does if you.
0: Yeah. yeah so, anyway. it's the number 40, but in Spanish. <laughs> but sorry, my spelling is terrible without paper and pencil. Yeah. No, I have to, I'm a, a visual person. Theme. I have to look at it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I spell it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, you can Google like Mexican tradition, 40 days postpartum and it'll bring up, but I know that there are practitioners in Texas and Arizona and in, in mm-hmm. California that practice um, and, and have that as a service. So that's if you're not here in Utah, <laughs> yeah. find awesome. someone local to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Please
1: visit us at birthcircle.com, join our Facebook groups, or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience. And thank you to LaunchPod Media, who produces these podcasts.